spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I haven't dreamed of that moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I haven't dreamed of waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish i am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable to me to keep the running costs of this podcast going and enjoy take care bye-bye spoken label hi guys it's andy end spoken label back in the house we're on zoom again today i've got a dear friend to me today i've known this young lady for... crystal when did we first get chatting about three years ago? i think about two two three years ago yeah, I can't remember how now because my memory is rubbish for things like that. Probably one of the poetry uh, Facebook uh, pages, I think. Yeah, like, I think it, we just some poetry pages on Facebook. I think linked us. Yeah, linked us I together. And I was wondering, we've got a little friend. We've got um, Crystal Summers Miles in the background here, so. <laughs> <We're> not- <laughs> So, but it is what it is, okay? It's, it's, a, it's a gorgeous little boy. I've seen that before. So, now, Crystal, for people who don't know you, would you like to first of all. <laughs> Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Let me. <laughs> you can see, guys, it's one of these podcasts today. All right. Let me get on the floor with Miles. We're going to do, do this a different way. We're going to be creative. <laughs> ah, the beauties of motherhood. <laughs> oh. The perks say it's great is we do improvised podcasting and there's little ch- little children involved. They always say, don't work with dogs or animals and don't work with children. So, <laughs> But I'm sure he's a good little boy. I've seen that already. So he's just waking up. So, okay, Crystal, for people that don't know you, first of all, then, obviously, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them, obviously, who you are, where you come from, and what started you with your creativity? Right. Well, my name is Crystal Gypsy Oriano. Um, I am originally from Tampa, Florida in the States. Um, my parents are from Puerto Rico, um, also a commonwealth of the States. And I've been born and raised. I'm still here in Tampa, Florida. I still live here. Um, and writing for me, um, I got my start just basically journal writing. And um, I started doing spoken word later on. And I found that during like my first time in college, I started going to like spoken word events and really realized how much I love poetry. Like I've been writing poems forever. And um, I'll tell you what, they, they inspired me. They were like therapy for a while. I never thought that they would ever mean anything. You know, when you're young, you know, you, a lot of girls just write 
diaries and put their feelings on paper. And that's basically what I did. And one day I shared it. One day an old friend of mine had me share it at an open mic and it felt liberating. And I went from there. And then 13 years later, I decided to take those poems and start my first book. Yeah, now, people were interested. The first book was called, obviously, The Evolution of Poetry. Now, right. what I want to know, first of all, is what made you call it The Evolution of Poetry, your first book? I called it The Evolution of Poetry because it was the evolution of myself. I had been changing as a writer. I had been going through things. And I really wanted to make a home for my first poems. And those poems, it evolved. So I wanted to give people who knew me and people abroad and whoever else was getting to know me a chance to really under understand me. So um I uh I had these poems from when I was a kid. Some of them for, were, were from when I was a kid and some of them were for from up to 2018 when I had published the book and it was basically an evolution of my poetry. So it really is self-explanatory. It's evolution of where I came right, from. Yeah. And where I went to and where I went to when the last poem was published at that time. So there were some poems that I had still was put tweaking, just like quench that I tweaked into the last the last moments that had been written that year. And I put them in, got them there. And it was published at the end of 2018, I believe, or the middle of 2018. And and it was just an evolution of where I was, where I came from and where I was going. And that kind of opened up the doors to the next the next chapter for me. Right. I was wondering where it came from that then, because I thought it was yeah. quite a striking image to put down for your title of your book. And I thought it was like, mm, that's interesting. So I take it then, obviously, the book itself is a journey then. I got that from reading it. So yes. did you find your approach as a writer changed during the creation of that first book then? Because obviously with the poems, some of the poems were quite a few years before. Well, between 2018 and 2019, when I started, honestly, I had, I honestly was going to make one book of poetry originally, and I had so many poems. <laughs> I had so many poems from, that it was just too much to put in one book. So originally, I had the thought process back in 2000, I think 16 and 17, when I started writing my books, it took two years just to get that to the process of getting published. So this is like a four or five year process that I've been going through just to get them published. And some, again, some of the poems in Quench are older poems from when I was younger for like 13, 14 years of poetry. And some of them are just new from my experience, whether it was the love I was having that conceived miles or newer love that I have, or just love in the past, like just those moments or even just different types of love. So it's like, it's basically like people I've loved or fell for or thought I was in love, loved in the moment. It's all like a story about those particular people at the moment and just with no names on it, you know, cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't kiss and tell, but I guess in some ways I do kiss and tell, you know? So, so I had to divide evolution of poetry and I took out all the poems from love and I put them into the poems and put them into quench and quench was like, this is going to be my love poems, but this is going to be book number two. So it's basically almost a continuation of the evolution of poetry. But a lot of people don't won't know that unless they know me or they they get you know where I'm coming from. 
I thought it was, to be honest, but again, people don't know you. There is a progressive link exactly. between the two books. I got that straight away when I was reading both back books yesterday. And I thought to myself, yeah, it's your voice, but I think your experiences have changed as a writer, and that's changed you as a person. Right. I think motherhood's exactly. been part of it for you, I suspect. Like I said before, that's why, mm -hmm. obviously, people wondering, the, the podcast's been recorded in reverse today. You've, you've Obviously, you've done the point about your son there, which I think is quite a crunch point in your book, really. It shows you different sides right. of you that you obviously wouldn't have had previously from the first book, would you say? Mm -hmm. um, a lot because I got pregnant during the pandemic and I was writing this book. And I think the book would have came out in 2020 had it not been for the pandemic and like a transitional moment in my life that I was going through. And I put a lot of stuff on hold because of miles and because I entered my master's program because I actually am in my master's program for creative writing at the moment. Um, so hopefully the next time we chat, hopefully I'll be a professor at a university. Um, that's the next goals. So, um, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Right. Tell, us, so, tell us how's that going then? Because obviously like doing a master's in creative writing, that's some going. I, I've done a degree in it and my partner Amanda's done the master's and I know what work she put into it. <laughs> right. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I'm even writing a paper right now about, my career goals and what I have planned and what, what I have going on. And some people are not in the program aren't even as far as like publishing books, but then there are that we hear people who have book deals and who have book agents and um, have all this stuff going on with, uh, with books and everybody's at different levels in the program and have different goals in mind. And that's where I came up with the idea of personally trying to, um, offer my guidance because like I said, I've had people come and message me about like where to go from there. And I would love to offer services to help like people, young writers who don't know where they're going. Cause there are some writers who really want to write, but they just don't know what they want to do with it, how to get there, what to do, you know, if self publishing is for them or not, or book deals and stuff. And I love a book deal. I would love a book deal, but I also at the same time love owning the rights to my own work. You know, yeah, no, because owning my own rights to my own book means it's mine and nobody can take that away from me. So there are different variations and different ways to go with that. And there's just different places I want to be. But I love being able to put my own poetry out. I've even got some libraries um, going out here in a second. Um, <laughs> I may have to put him back in the room because he's like really talking really loud. <laughs> As you he's can about see, to put guy. himself to sleep. As you can see, guys, yeah. girls, we're going to have to pause it here temporarily. So, spokenly. tell us a bit more about your um, journey as an artist, then, okay? Because when you started off years ago, who were you listening to? Right. Because I know you mentioned Tupac before, obviously, Tupac, I could hear your influence, his influence in your work. Right. Well, I just like to listen to beats. I'm more of like, I've written a lot of poetry to music. Um, beats like melodies and almost like a lot of people like I've had a lot of professors tell me I'm more of like I should write music and I should be somebody who's writing music instead of poetry but I always remind people that poetry is a form of music a lot of authors and a lot of music writers have started for music and I'm not saying that maybe I wouldn't write music eventually or somebody would like would go through my poem book and would want to buy one as like a as music 
but I just, I don't know. I just listen to music and I'm in my mind all the time and I just have to write about what I'm feeling down because sometimes when I talk to other people, I sometimes don't have the words to talk to people sometimes when I'm feeling my emotions. So a lot of times I have to write somebody a poem or a letter or something to understand my own journey. So um, I'm very influential by music. I love Mar Mariah Carey is one of my biggest um, role models growing up, being biracial and, you know, feeling the same feelings that she feels and listening to her music and relating to that on that note and knowing she writes her own lyrics and that inspires me. So I end up writing my own lyrics and my own writing and, and doing poetry and doing poetry slams and spoken word. And, and it's just a different type of feeling. So I really, really do love the um, arts and, and doing it that way. So like Mariah Carey is a big influence for me. Maya Angelou, I love her poetry. And that's another big influence for me. So certain like poets and like Duke Ellington and just jazz music and just a little bit of everything just puts me in a in a position where I just my mind starts going. And sometimes my mind goes faster than I can keep up with it. So I always have to have a pen and paper or I have to stop on my phone. Back in the day when we used to do spoken word in a USF back in a long time ago, if you were like writing on your phone or your computer, we used to call you a high tech poet, <laughs> high tech poet when you weren't using it. But now everybody uses it. So I just feel like I'm getting so old because we just use it for everything now. So oh, God, yeah. they feel like the pen is the death of the pen and the paper. <laughs> I'm old fashioned because like it was it. When I'm at home, obviously I type all the time. When I'm out yeah. and around, I have a little notepad in my pocket and a pen on my bag. And I've got when I go to open mic nights, poach nights, I'll be sat there scribbling right. my ideas down the lines down all the time. I, I can mm. I'm not into typing the ideas up. Just take I'll have to do what I do when I get home. <laughs> right now okay um, awesome. tell us next then okay i want to talk to you now ask you next then obviously we've talked about these two developments of the two books and do you have any ideas where you'd like your creativity to lead you next well i'm in the process of writing a novel i'm in the process of my next writing project will be my book the lover's passion lounge i've been talking about my novel forever yeah, I've but read about that. I've read about that online, so I know already mentioned it, and I've, that's why I wanted to ask you about that next. So, tell us then, obviously, about the ideas in this novel. Then, so basically, the ideas of this novel are basically it's about spoken word poetry. It's about slam poetry. It's about two lovers who find each other through spoken word. It's about two women who. Our one woman is trying to figure out her sexuality and she's trying to figure out her. She's biracial, Afro-Latino. She's trying to figure herself out and she falls in love with a woman who is on stage, basically. And they just go from there. And the, the story really takes place about them. But there are other characters that might eventually get a storyline if I go and I spin those characters off. And, you know, it, it kind of gives like it gives like the LBG community a platform. Um, even though, you know, I date both men and women. I still am very 
you know, connected to that time period in my life where I did spoken word and poetry. And it has a little bit to do with some adventures I went on as a young woman. And I'm kind of, you know, doing the tell all in a nonfiction sort of way where some stuff might be true, some stuff isn't true, but it's just a novel that I can't wait to put out. And I'm halfway through the novel, but it's been a situation where I've had to slow it down because of my master's degree. But once I graduate from my master's degree, my novel will, I'm going to try to knock that out. Like by the, I would like to say by the end of 2023, I want to be done with that. novel. So there's a novel coming out. I want to write a memoir, which I have notes for a memoir. I want to spin off a few novels. I have some novel ideas. So definitely in the next couple of years, I would love to have put a couple novels out um there might be a literary magazine coming out soon with a friend we've been talking about that stuff for a while so there are those and there's hopefully I'll be teaching at university in the next year or two after my master's degree is done um continuing to do events um hopefully offering my services um being more of an entrepreneur um, on the side and continuing to sell my books and sell myself as far as what I can do for other artists trying to find their way because there's been a long time where I was trying to find my way and I had to just figure it out along the way. So if there's any way I can guide young writers on their journey, um, even editing services, perhaps. Um, so I'm working on my website right now to get that started. Um, I'm working on uh, behind the scenes photo shoots. Um, I used to do, I've done some modeling in the last couple of years. So you might see me do my own photo shoots or having someone personal do my photo shoots on my own camera. So pretty shortly I will be doing my own promotions and basically offering my own photo shoot services as time goes on. Um, so you might see me behind the camera. You might see me putting out more music videos for my writing in my poetry and just going more towards an entrepreneur uh, goals. So those are definitely things that you might see, you know, when you follow me on Instagram, Crystal D a pride 86, um, my poetry page, the evolution, Crystal Orlano, gypsy Orlano um, on YouTube um, and Chris gypsy Orlano on Twitter and Crystal Orlano on YouTube, but if you type my name in Google search, you will find me everywhere, uh, which I found really crazy that if you go on Google or Yahoo and you write my name, Crystal Orlano, what you see my, you see my government name down there, Crystal Weldon, but Crystal Orlano um, is my mother's name and it's K, it's Crystal and then O-R-E-L-L-A-N-O, which you'll see on my books, um, that if you look that up, you will find everything that I've done and everything that I've been in, you can see things that I've posted. You, you can see everything. So you can follow me there and, and it, you'll get everything from YouTube to Instagram to, to TikTok to any any platform that, that goes and gets me heard, basically. So I'm there. Oh, so, I can't and they will all be in my new book. So. <laughs> I can't wait to see it, Crystal. Because people obviously like might have guessed there. You like you are a very, very busy lady. And I know that from talking to you in the past. That's what I think. Now... Obviously, Lucy used to do dually modeling years ago. How, do you think you envisage you'll go back to doing that again, or are you going to stay do from the other side now, do you reckon? Well, as far as the modeling goes, 
I have, I'm still technically doing modeling. I still do freelance modeling and photo shoots. Um, I post new pictures on my Instagram all the time. You'll see me doing different, different types, but I'm more centered towards my books now, but it's not to say I'm not doing photo shoots and I'm not working with other particular photographers in the area, but like I said, I'm going to start doing my own photo shoots myself. So you'll see me doing more. You'll see my name on stuff more because I really am going towards the entrepreneur way. So as far as like fashion walks and all of that, that will probably be a thing of the past. Not to say that you won't see me do it again, but as far as that goes, um, I think that uh, the photo shoots uh, will, will be more what you'll see than doing those types of walks. I the last the last uh, fashion walk I did was in New York in 2019. I was able to be on New York Fashion Week, which was really awesome wow. and a wonderful opportunity um, to be with um, the magazine down here. One of the magazines down here, uh, Prolific, took us and and that was a really fun experience because we took a van up there and we got to see like this part of the United States going from Florida to New York and. That was a really fun time, and I was able to network and meet people and, and sell my book up there and advertise my book. But as time goes on, I think that I'm, you'll see more of freelance poetry and more videos. I might be uh, advertising more videos of my poetry. So you might see more like videos coming up of my poetry and more of me as an entrepreneur. So anything that I'm going to do, is going to be pushing my own brand from this moment on. So before I was pushing other people's brands and they were making money off of me and I wasn't making money off myself. And it was great at the time because it got me recognized on different platforms. But I think that I'm going to go in a different direction as far as that's concerned. So you'll see yeah. more of like, yeah. yeah. Good, good. No, it makes you'll sense see more of me taking... Yeah, you'll see more of me being boss woman than anything as time goes Good. on. Good. Now, last question I want to ask you, obviously, before we get to the let you promote yourself again, is uh, you were telling me off night before about obviously the change in your books where you've done a lot more of the design work, haven't you, in the second book than on the first yes. book? You had a lot of help in the first book, didn't you? So tell us a bit about the structure is not the wrong word, the change. Why? You decided to do it all yourself or second book then? Um, well, the first time I didn't really have direction when it came to evolution of poetry. All I knew is that I wanted to put a book out and I wanted a book. So I had somebody teach me kind of sort of how to do a book. And I chose for the second book, which was a very last minute decision. And um, it was nothing that that person didn't do wrong. It was just as I evolve as a person, and as I've learned more for myself, and as I've had time in the pandemic, I've had time to learn more things myself. So I decided last minute to take this book and make it for myself and, and put it under my own names. Because when you put, when you use other people and you have to credit other people, they they can take state claim down the future. If anything ever happens in the future, the other people can state claim to things if you put in books. So as time goes on, I have some photo credits for a photographer friend of mine. Um, shout out to Spitz Flavors, who's still a great photographer doing his own thing. 
And he allowed me to buy my own photos and use them for my book. So that those are things that I'm using, but there, there becomes a conflict of interest if, if the future goes down as far as the money goes and in that aspect. And this time around, I just really wanted to do things under my own name and, and everybody wants to own their own business. So you get to a point where you just want to grow, you just grow. So this time around, I just decided to grow as a person and continue to evolve into the next chapter of life. So um, I've worked very hard on these books and I just want them to be my own. And if I decide to go with a book deal down the road or if somebody decides they want to sign me or something, I am able to do that on my own terms if I so choose or what poems I so choose, because there might be poems I keep for myself and other poems that I'm like, okay, here you go. Because a lot of times creativity, people want to change that creative side of you. And once you have that happen, it changes your whole essence. So for me, I want to be able to keep my own essence and my own truth. And down the road, if, if I have those opportunities, go from there. Oh, because I would like to start looking. Yeah. I'd like to start looking for a book agent soon. Yeah. Right, good, luck. good luck to you, definitely. So good luck. Keep you informed. Yes, all that, Crystal, you. definitely. So, right. Well, that's covered all the questions today, Crystal. Now, before we conclude, do you want to tell, tell people again where they can find you if they want to look up? Yes. If you look, if you go on Google and you look up uh, Crystal Orlano, O R E L L A N O, you will actually find me everywhere. But for Instagram, you can go to Crystal D Pride and, um, and you can find me that way. You can find me on the evolution of the evolution page on, on Facebook. You can find me on Gypsy Orlano on Twitter. You can find me on TikTok as Crystal Orlano. So like I said, if you just look up Crystal Gypsy Orlano, you will find my books on Amazon. You will find me on Instagram. You will find me on Facebook. Send me a friend request. I'll probably approve it. Um, <laughs> you'll find me everywhere, basically. So now, obviously your books themselves. Your books themselves right. obviously are on Amazon, aren't they? So are they available anywhere yes. else? You'll be able to pretty soon if you look up my Wix account, my Wix.com account, or go to my Facebook and look look up me on Facebook. My website's there. You'll be able to buy it personally straight from me, and I'll ship it to you as well. That's that's a new one coming up too, where you don't have to just buy them on Amazon. You can buy them for me too. So that's another um, entrepreneur uh, situation I'm going through too. So you can buy it on Amazon, but you'll be able to buy them from me, or if you buy me on the street, I put nine out of ten. It's in my car. So brilliant. Brilliant. Great stuff, Crystal. All the best of it. Keep in touch. Thank you. And we're going to now go move on to part one of the podcast where you do your poems. <laughs> so, been brilliant, been brilliant today, Crystal. My pleasure sitting down and having a chat to you. People won't necessarily know this. We tried, tried doing a session about two years ago, didn't we, on your book? And we yes. Had all kinds of technical issues. <laughs> to put it we really had a lot of technical issues at the time, but Zoom has really made it easier to. Um, do interviews like this it's it's great i'm yeah, so excited i, rec to, I uh, recommend i recommend, I recommend wholeheartedly, yeah. and i know you do as well phil brilliant now hang around crystal i do need to speak to you off mic but this is the end of the session today so thank you again my friend keep in touch as don callis says, Bye, thank you so much as that don callis says everybody impact wrestling stay safe and stay over i'll see you soon Spoken, mate.
Hi guys, still here with Crystal. Over to you, my friend. I know you're going to do a few poems from your new book for us. Awesome. The first one is called Immortal. My silk Egyptian goddess, she is the hottest, the only one I promise. My dark, mysterious Pocahontas, with eyes like the ocean, Odysseus sailed, continuing his voyage across the sea, trusting in love because she completes me. And while he had history, this is her story in my story as we rise to glory. In this zenith point in time, I feel like I can cl climb the highest mountain peak knowing once I hit the top, she is where I seek. Her fountain of youth is where I wanna drink. And like the Trojans, I don't need no man to understand the pleasure it holds in the bottom of my pink fingertips. As I turn around and take a sip, I find Utopia in her portal. Damn girl, I think I just fell in love with an immortal. Brilliant. Great start, that, Crystal. I know you sent over your manuscript for me to review, obviously, for the podcast. That was one of my favourites, so fantastic start. Wow, thank you. <laughs> okay, number two, then. She is a murderer. Bang, she shot me. She shot me right in the heart. My blood is flowing, popped vessels. I recite this mental instrumental. As I sense my heart breaking, it's aching, cold sweats and I'm shaking. What happened to the days of love, trust and caring? Now we're blaming and hating instead of love making. This feeling is worse than death cause I'm feeling like every breath I take is bleeding, desiccating, no relieving. She is a murderer. She murdered me. I'm dying on my deathbed, no reviving. This life I once had is slowly draining the fluids within me. I'm smiling. It's not real. I'm dying, the victim of a murder. I'm flying on the cloud of misery. You can't catch me in the insane asylum. Notorious for suffering. What a fitting end to such a life so depressing. No more stressing. The feelings are leaving because she just murdered me. She pointed a gun and shot me. I never thought it would end like this. Such irony. I truly know the poison of a woman's nectar, never knowing how this will affect her. Does she feel guilt for my untimely demise? Or was this just a love, another lie? And that was murderer. Brilliant stuff. What made you write that piece, Crystal? Because that's a really, it's quite a, I don't say shocking piece. It's very vivid. That's why, so. Yeah. <laughs> that one right there was, like, inspired by, like, um, like a like a breakup and the breakup just felt like when she broke my when this particular person broke my heart it, it felt like it almost felt like they murdered me like like it just murdered my heart so like murder was like was like representing heartbreak but but you know like not a physical murder but like just feeling like anybody who's ever felt like they've been stabbed through the heart or like just somebody has broken their heart so bad that like it almost feels like you've been murdered but you're not really dead you're just living but you're living like your skin is alive and you're breathing but you're but you feel desiccated you feel like almost like a vampire type like like you're about to die but you're not really dead you're just there living 
that essence, but she, you know, like that particular breakup just really got me at that time period. And even though it's a book about love, it's like just different types of love. It's like love in its most rarest forms. There's erotic poems in there. There's heartbreak. There's like a love in different forms. And even, even a few, like I have one about my son that's in there too, that is just different factors of love. So, you know, Brilliant. Okay, well, let you jump into number three then. Okay, I think you've got six for us today. That's okay. Over to you, Christy. Awesome. Let's get the next one going. And we are going to do a two. Point of view. Let me tell you from my point of view all the shit that I've been through. You think you know me, but I got issues too. You claim you want her to stay, but all you do is lay away from your past pain she would give anything to have half the love let me explain as i sing while you're out there doing your thing family got your back she doesn't even know half of that yet when she tells you she needs a friend you're great at being blind and playing pretend then you're wondering why you're left high and dry no ride or die you see on see you on the other side of the fame i guess she was the only a conquest of the game brilliant no it's, i like that because it's i like the snapshot variety in that piece and i thought it's really again it's quite a visually stunning piece that brilliant stuff okay yeah right i should call you've got you've got three more for us okay on to number four then Freestyle melody. They all get freestyle melody. They all get jealous when they see what I can do. But this is no competition. I've been sent here on a mission. Like a bottle of wine, I'm a limited edition. Something hard to find. I'll tell you what's on my mind. My rap lyrics were meant to be when the stars align. You and I climb like hot track melody. The world about to remember me. Murdered this beat and ran away like it's a felony. Let me know if you're feeling me. I'll ride that strap like we're enemies. This isn't my legacy, but this is how the ladies identify me. I hardly sleep around. I keep my numbers down, but some of, of them got who got a taste remembers the sound. There is nothing sexier than a poetic mind, making love to you with every rhyme. Spit your newest piece in my ear. Tell me all those sexual secrets you don't want anyone to hear. I'm like your little hidden desire, a seductive gypsy that makes you hit high notes higher than the church choir. Call me master, call me sire, your sexual guru, the one you admire. I don't try to don't try to compete with me. You can't defend. Just buy your ticket and please be seated. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I know I, I can see when you I got what well, I love about your work, Crystal, is when it's at its best, it's got that energy about it. And I felt that one felt like it was real. I could really see that you doing that piece on stage. And I thought he had a great rhythm. Yeah. So it great to hear you read it then. So thank you. I haven't, I honestly, that's one of my newest poems and I have yet to do that one in spoken word yet. I cannot wait oh, till I go on wow. stage and do that one wow. for spoken word. So you oh. were actually the first person I wrote that one for. 
I've only put that, I've only put parts of that poem on my social media to met, to like give people a sneak peek. Well, make sure you get it video again. So I want to see that video when you get it performed. Definitely. Or that, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Number five. Number five. See what you wanted. You wanted. Okay. So the next one is called Miles. It was originally letter to my unborn child, but I wrote that while I was still pregnant. So now he has a name. So in my new book, it'll be called Miles. Brilliant. It reminded me, it actually reminded me of an old Tupac song. So I don't even know you yet, but I love you. There is nothing I wouldn't do. I already see myself fighting for your protection. Don't know what my body feels, but I sense the connection. You're my number one selection. No other man or woman comes before you. For you, there isn't anything I wouldn't do. You weren't planned, yet you were my purpose, the love of my life, and I want this. I know this love won't be easy, but I'm willing to work like it's pure poetry. It's okay if my body changes. I'll be around through all your stages. Can't nobody change what's destined to be in the stars. I love you near, I love you far. The little one, I can't promise you perfection. I already find myself fighting for your protection. I had to let go of other love and another family to save you. If I had to do it again, there's nothing I wouldn't do. You're my purpose. It wasn't planned, but I want this. I want this more than a soulmate. For once, I feel like this was fate. I feel a connection with my body. Stay strong and fight for me. And that's and that one was Miles. Brilliant, great piece again. That it was quite interesting because I people are wondering about this. You sent over to me like the promo of the book, and what mm -hmm. made you want to change the title of it? Obviously, from my unborn son to Miles. Yeah, because at the time when I wrote it, it was called a letter. It was, it was basically kind of like a letter to my unborn child, you know, but then that child got a name, you know? So like at the time, I didn't know what I was going to name him. Actually, he had a different name at the time. And as I was going through my book, I was like, I kind of, one day my son is going to read this book. I mean, we're going to get older. He's going to know his mom is very versatile as far as my language and what kind of stuff I write. And he's going to know, I mean... I don't have no secrets, but I also wanted, I wanted it to be more than just erotic poetry. It started as erotic poetry, but as time goes on, love changes. Like, so with this particular poem, I changed the name because I was like, one day he's going to go through this book, whether I become famous or if it even ever goes anywhere, he still is going to come across this book. And he'll know that I love them, you know, like he'll yeah. know that there's something in there. I even dedicated this book to him last cool. last time I dedicated it to a few other people. But this one was solely for him. Really? Because in some ways he is my love in my heart, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, he could do it. You get, you get, you get that sort of bond. Because they always have mother's love for the child, the most strongest loves in the world. And that definitely applies. Right. I've, seen, I've seen pictures of you. And we're talking personal this right now from, but you say I've seen pictures right. of you in your social media with him, and he can see straight away, and everyone knows you. No, he means the world to you. And I, we've never talked to him right, too much. Exactly. But I can see that a mile off. That's why I say it's such, it's such a beautiful poem, and it's understandable you want to do dedication to him. 
Now, okay, coach-wise, we're on to the big, oh, big, the big finale now, aren't we? The big finale. Yes, we are. I think we have one more. And do 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 do. This one is. I think this one was for my aunt Stacy, who actually passed of cancer a couple of years ago. And this one kind of came to me in a dream, so I'm excited to read this one as well. Aunt Stacy, I never understood heaven until I dreamed of you. You guide me through. You never let me know what I'm doing wrong. You let me know what I'm doing wrong. Always protect me from harm. My guardian angel, I can see your halo. You never let me stay low, only if you say so. You're always here to guide me. During life, you tried to be superwoman. Now you're fighting God's battles and the kingdom come. You don't judge me when I'm dumb. Rather guide me through my mistakes. Most nights you're in my dreams, protecting me from earthly demons, the devil's evil men. I miss you in human form, but I still feel you here. I never understand. I never understood heaven until I dreamed of you. You guide me through. You never let me, you, you let me know when I'm doing wrong. Always protect me from harm. My guardian angel. I can't, I can see your halo. I never, you never let me stay low. Only if you say so. Oh, that's really touching that one. I didn't realize that was about your auntie actually. So I got the emotion in that one, Crystal, but I didn't realize the family connection. To oh, thank you. That's why, again, I knew it was yeah. something that meant a lot to you, but obviously I didn't know how. And that was why. So it's like, yeah. I think good writing is well, you, you give people the, like half the story, but you don't tell them all of it. And that's where that's right. good creativity. Brilliant. Right. Thank you. That one, those like those two, those two poems, they they made the book very, very last, like edited when I was editing poems and when I was going through poems. And that one, those two made it and they're kind of towards the end of it. Like I have my sexy erotic poems in the beginning and then it starts to go into different forms of love. And my aunt is some of the reasons why my books started coming out faster because when she died, I needed a place to put my like pain. So I put them into poetry because I guess that's really what really like pushes us as writers is emotions because we need to put that somewhere. And like, that's what drives me as a writer is my emotions and trying to put them somewhere. And, you know, I've had dreams of my aunt since she died. And I was like, well, in some ways she's like my guardian angel. And it's an, kind of like an inspiration where Anybody who lost somebody close to them that still feels that connection with that person can relate to that particular poem because we all we've all lost somebody that we love. So yeah, definitely, that's agree definitely with, agree yeah. completely. But anyway, Crystal, that's the end of part two. Hang okay. around, everybody, because we're going to do, we were doing this in reverse today just to completely confuse matters. But the story, long story <laughs> for another day. That so we're going to go do the chat bit with Crystal now. We're recording it the way around and we'll okay. release it. We will release it as part one and part two. But we're doing various reasons right. today. So hang around, everybody. We'll see you all soon. Thanks again. Okay. Great. Spoken later.